Hello, you're listening to Insight Says, a podcast about mental health and counseling. I'm your host, Kira Deneen. On this episode, I got to know Laura Pettiford, who's a psychiatric nurse practitioner at Insight Counseling LLC in Richfield, Connecticut. Laura began her career in mental health as a marriage and family therapist prior to becoming a psychiatric nurse practitioner. While working with clients, she became aware of the difficulty connecting with prescribers who take a holistic approach to treatment. Through nursing, Laura found a practical, comprehensive, and compassionate approach that incorporates medical management into the overall treatment of mental health. This coupled with her marriage and family therapy education has given Laura a unique foundation and perspective from which she provides treatment. She's worked in a variety of healthcare settings, including inpatient, outpatient, and community psychiatry. Originally from Missouri, Laura has lived in Paris and has raised two adult daughters. She's most gratified by helping patients discover their own inner resources to redirect their lives in a more positive and fulfilling direction. Well, thanks so much, Laura, for coming on the show and sharing a little bit about yourself today so that people can learn a little bit more. Thank you, Kara. It's a pleasure to speak with you. So I want to start with why you decided to pursue the field of counseling and then later become a prescriber. I think human behavior has always fascinated me, and particularly as a youngster growing up in a family where there was quite a bit of dysfunction. And so um, it was a way for me to make sense of some of my early beginnings, and also a way for me to make a difference in the world. Certainly. And what was the path to becoming a marriage and family therapist? for the schooling and maybe some internships thrown in there? So it's a it's a master's level program and I attended Fairfield University. So pretty and, close by, we're in yes, Richfield, Connecticut. Yes, so. in the neighborhood. Um, and it is very, it's a, it's a program that focuses a lot on how to um, do, do the craft and art of therapy with a particular mindset, which is that everything is related. So you have to consider the greater context when looking at an individual. You want to consider how that person is operating within a family, and sometimes you even look beyond that to um, get a better understanding of what that person is struggling with. Definitely, and it's important, it sounds like, to be looking at that bigger picture, but also be focusing on different areas of their life and relationships happening to be able to really get to the point in different matters to be discussed. Yes, I mean, and it's different from typical um, medical thinking in that there's not a causal, um, it, it's not causal in nature. It's that everything affects everything, and we often describe it as, it's like if you move a piece of a mobile and, and it touches all the other pieces and then they all are impacted by that movement. Definitely. And so you, you come from this background of being a marriage and family therapist, and then you switch gears a little bit to add on to becoming a psychiatric nurse practitioner. Can you share what kind of training that was and maybe how it differed from what you had before? Sure. Well, in the um, strictest version of marriage and family therapy, um, medication is antithetical <laughs> in that they feel like re relationships can explain almost any um, mental health problem. But I don't think that that's entirely accurate, and I think there are um, definitely times where people have organic illness, and also 
people perhaps who are suffering from depression or anxiety as a result of something environmental, they can benefit from being on a medication um, to support them while they garner enough resource to make changes in other areas of their lives. So in that way, it's more of a two-prong approach of you're looking at medications that may be helping, but also looking at different therapy models and the skills that go with that to be able to use those skills that you've been trained with through different therapies along with the medications to help you. So it's, it's not necessarily one or the other that can work. Exactly. And I think it's almost always the case that it's both. And what's your role here at Insight Counseling now that you're on the team? My role here is as a, as a medication provider, predominantly. I'm, I mean, there's always a little bit of therapy that goes along with that um, because, I, again, I, uh, my, my training and my way of thinking is that it's only, um, as you put it, one, um, one prong. And it is, uh, there's a, everybody is more complex than that. And do you specialize in any particular areas or age groups of insight counseling sees a lot of different people? Right. Um, you know, I don't really work with little kids. Uh, I do work with adolescents here and um, adults. Mm -hmm. And how would you describe your treatment style and approach when someone comes in and they're meeting you for the first time? What can they expect to get out of that appointment with you? What does the structure of the appointment look like? For me, it's important to do a full history. So initial meetings are an hour, and I want to know the origin of any kind of difficulties when they started. It's important to know about family history, um, certainly medical history, um, because again, we're looking at the entire person and trying to get an understanding of what's going on. And so here it wouldn't necessarily just be medical history, but also somewhat of a social history of the family and relationships of people in their lives and how that could be affecting them. Is that talked about in appointments with you or is that more of other therapists at Insight? The, the evaluation that I do takes into consideration both medical history um, as a piece of it, but predominantly uh, social history and any history with uh, mental health issues. And when you're looking to prescribe medications, are you also talking about what types of medications they may have been on before, maybe what family members have been on before? Yes, that's definitely part of the history. And um, my understanding, and you may know more about this than I do. We'll see. I don't know. <laughs> is that there is there hasn't been that much research done on whether or not there is a familial response, but there's anecdotal evidence to support that it makes sense to try that. So if I know that a particular family member has responded well to um, a particular medication, then often it is a starting point for me. And it's often that families will, if they, if someone has anxiety, that they may have family members that have it, that we can kind of see that in families occurring, and so they're more likely to have explored medications and see what works the best. Yes. And when you're looking at treating someone after you've gone through the session, what types of testing is included in this? Are you venturing into that area or is that kind of saved for a later time? It depends on the particular illness and uh, the particular medications that are to be started. There are some medications in psychiatry that have a much higher side effect burden with them that can impact um, 
chemicals in the blood and can impact cholesterol, can impact thyroid. So it's important for me to have a baseline if I'm going to be prescribing any medications that might impact that. But the bulk of what is used to treat um, kind of garden variety, depression and anxiety, um, there aren't any medical tests needed at the beginning of treatment. Which hopefully is going to change in the near future as you know the field is expanding and we're learning much more about pharmacogenomics in different areas like that. Right. Um, so you're looking also at maybe other medications they're taking to see if anything is going to be conflicting and uh, giving them somewhat of an educational piece in terms of how this medication might change them? Yes. Um, certainly if there is more than one medication involved, I, I check to see if there are going to be any interactions. And that's why it's also important to have medical history to know if there are um, uh, any interactions. And sometimes, uh, like for instance, birth control, some medications can render it ineffective. And that's a pretty significant uh, thing to You really to have know. to educate them about that. <laughs> yes. They need to have informed consent. Right. So um, it, it's important to know about the whole person and to be able to have these sorts of discussions. And that takes time. And out of the scope of appointments just directly with you, um, with patients and clients that you have here, do you work closely with other mental health care specialists, either at Insight or outside of Insight's network? Um, I think the level of my involvement depends upon uh, a couple of things. I certainly like to touch base with therapists and definitely with medical providers if there are any kind of you know, complicating factors. Um, but I, I'm not going to say that it's always the case, but I think uh, here at Insight, we're fortunate because we work with one another closely enough that we can have supervision or reach out if there's any concerns. Um, but that's usually driven by there being um, some sort of extenuating problem. And it's good to have those resources to be able to reach out and just here at Insight, you can walk outside into, you know, there's plenty of offices right down the hall here. Um, so it's nice to have that network and different resources available of you all have different degrees, relatively speaking, and different roles. Um, what aspects of being a psychiatric nurse practitioner do you enjoy that you kind of look forward to when you wake up in the morning? Well, I, I enjoy working with people. I enjoy hearing people's stories. Um, I love that uh, I can be an educator uh, about aspects of mental health that might not be um, well known. I enjoy that more often than not, what I bring to the table can be helpful, um, but it's not always the case, unfortunately. Um, so those are the things that I think really make it a, a joy to be able to do it daily. And it comes back to helping people, which is a simple concept, but really to be able to have that fulfilling role in someone's life at some point um, is, is a really great thing to look out when you're looking at careers and everything. Yeah, it's nice to, I think everybody's looking for purpose and to be able to hone in on something that you feel like you're reasonably good at that brings you joy is um, really a gift. Definitely. And on the flip side, are there any things that you don't really enjoy? Paperwork is always the answer. <laughs> but Right. Yes, paperwork is a big one. Yeah. Um, I, I think I find it challenging to deal with a mindset that medication is the answer. 
where it's, oh, I'll get on this medication and I'm fine. I've checked the box. I'll be great after that. Right. Because it, it is more, I um, prefer the analogy to use it. At, it's more of a, a crutch. It's a cast. It's a mm -hmm. um, wheelchair. It, it can be an, an assist, but it isn't going to do the whole job. Definitely. You have to put some effort into it and making goals and working towards that. Now, over the years, have you had any mentors that have offered you advice or guidance along the way that you can give a nod to or different aspects of them that you've really been able to take into your own career? Yes, I was thinking about this. Um, Dr. Tara Kerner is somebody who has been um, a mentor for me, and I admire the way she thinks and the way she practices. Uh, and I also have a peer supervision group with some um, great nurse practitioners who uh, bring a lot of insight and passion uh, and continually challenge me to continue to learn. And um, we support one another, too. And it's really important to keep the CEUs going and to be going to conferences and learning. Is, this is a you know, rapidly growing field, I think, in the sense of how much we're learning about the human brain and different um, disorders that can be associated. So um, I guess that's also a plus side of, you know, it's it's never the same, right? Things are changing. Right. And I, I like to think of myself as a lifelong learner. It makes, um, it certainly makes things more exciting. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's not quite like math or something that's really the same all the time. <laughs> well, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know any mathematicians. Yeah, maybe I guess I don't dynamics. really either. So maybe I need a new example. Um, so on the flip side, is there any advice you can offer students that may be listening that are interested in becoming a nurse practitioner um, and seeing, you know, different things that you've learned of, oh, I should have done it this way, or I wish I'd known about this awesome resource when I was a student? Um, you know, that's a tough question because I think there are so many avenues uh, to get to different places. and. It really depends on what interests you, but I would suggest to anyone that has an, an interest in science and also, and perhaps doesn't want to do the medical school route, but wants to be able to um, work in some of the same ways that physicians do, that they should have conversations with people who do the work. And... Um, Job shadowing can be a great way of doing that, it, or it is it, buying definitely. someone a coffee and interviewing them like this. <laughs> but from an e from an educational standpoint, there are you know there are just a lot of different ways to go about it. So do do some homework, do some looking, and there probably are some really good resources out there. Um, but I I know that when I was looking to do it, because I'm fairly new in the field, uh, I just. Um, kept Googling. Yeah, kept Googling. <laughs> Is there a national association or something along those lines? I There are, but I never did find one single resource that was able to give me the answers that I was looking for. So maybe that needs to be created. That, that seems like yes, a need in the community. <laughs> Definitely. Well, that could be Insight's next project. Yes, that sounds like a good one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. It was nice to learn a little bit more about you, and we look forward to having you on future podcast episodes. No, it's a pleasure to talk to you, Kira. Thank you. 
For more information about Laura Pettiford or other mental health information, head over to insightcounselingllc.com. Again, that's insightcounselingllc.com. You can also request an appointment or join a group by emailing info at insightcounselingllc.com. Thanks for listening, guys, and join us next time to learn and discover more about mental health.